photographer, a musician, a maker. You're ready to make things happen. But chasing creative isn't always easy. Your time and energy go to your work, your family, and your life. Is it really possible to make space for the creative in your everyday? Here at the Chasing Creative Podcast, we believe you can. We're talking to everyday creatives who have insights and action steps you can take today to make your creative plans happen. I'm Ashley Brooks, a freelance writer and editor at Brooks Editorial and work-at-home mom of two who would love to devote more time to creative writing and journaling. And I'm Abigail Creeves, the writer and photographer behind Inkwells and Images. I'm living my creative life nights and weekends after I get home from a full-time job at an ad agency. And you're listening to the Chasing Creative Podcast. Hey everyone, we're back with season two after a nice long summer hiatus. It was lovely and we're glad we took some time off, but we're also so glad to be back in the podcasting seat. Yeah, and we're actually going to do a mini season for the next few episodes where we'll do quick interviews with a few previous guests who have gone through some big life changes since we last talked to them. We definitely want to know how those changes have affected their creativity, and we bet you want to know too. So welcome to season two of the Chasing Creative Podcast. Today we're chatting with Callie Fyan, whom you might remember from episode five of season one of Chasing Creative. Callie recently moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan after living in the Washington, D.C. area for 12 years. She teaches middle school English in Detroit and is doing her best to continue to write. Recently, she spoke at Anderson University at its Faith and Writing Conference about writing the messy parts of our lives. Callie writes for Relief Journal, Off the Page, and Coffee and Crumbs. In 2017, she has three essays coming out in a collection by the Coffee and Crumbs team called The Magic of Motherhood that is being published by Zondervan. Callie is also working on writing her own book to be published by TS Poetry Press. You can find Callie around on social media at Callie Fyan on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find more of her writing on CallieFyan.com. Welcome back to the podcast, Callie. It's great to have you with us again. Thank you. It's so good to talk with both of you. So like we just said, you've made some pretty big changes since we last talked. So can you tell us a little bit about what's new in your life? Sure. Um, So we have moved from um, Maryland to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I am in love with this town. Uh, It's so charming, uh, beautiful area. I've always wanted to live in a college town. I guess we did for a little while when we were in South Bend, but it's it's really nothing like this, (laughs) like Ann Arbor. Lots of bookstores, um, lots of coffee shops. I think I've been to all of them. So, yeah, so we're doing that, and girls are in new schools. Um, My husband has a new job, and I also have a new job. So uh, we're just, you know, making our way through this new phase of our lives right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's lots of new all at once. I think moves tend to do that to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's any smooth way to to get through it except to just dive in. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you're actually teaching full-time as well in Michigan. So when we spoke Mm -hmm. to you last time, you were really open about liking the fact that you taught part-time, wrote Mm part-time, and were kind of Mm -hmm. a mother all of the time is how you described it. And since then, you took a full-time teaching job. So what kind of prompted that decision, and how has it changed life and your creativity? Yes, um, it is not easy. It's... um, I took the full-time job for several reasons. One was um, when we moved here in August, uh, a lot of the teaching jobs were just taken at that point. And so 
I think I was hired maybe 10 or 11 days before the school year started. Wow. Oh, wow. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. So it was really and and um, I took the job. um, I suppose this is going to sound arrogant, but I'll try to not sound arrogant. But um, Flannery O'Connor was asked once why why she wrote somebody stood up in, in one of her seminars or something and asked her and she said, because I'm good at it. And I think a lot of times people hear that quote and they're like, oh, she's being, you know, really snotty and arrogant about that. Mm -hmm. But then she goes on to talk about um, understanding that you're good at something means that you have to work very hard to do that thing and to develop that thing. And so I am not interested in working and teaching full time, uh, but I'm good at it. And I know that I'm providing um, financial assistance for my family, and that feels really good. And it feels really good to do something in this way for the future of of America or wherever these kids are going to go. Um, so it's it's a rough school. It's the hardest job I've probably ever taken. Um, the work is insurmountable. But I love being in the classroom. I'm a different person when I'm in the classroom. Um, I'm never, it, it, teaching completely takes me outside of myself, um, which is a really great way to pair with writing. Because when I'm writing, I'm so, well, especially because creative nonfiction, I'm so in my own world. And um, it's not always a fun place to be. So it's nice to be <laughs> Kids who are absolutely out of their minds crazy in this middle school time of their lives and to just sit with that. It's just a good practice for me. And I like it. I like it a lot. I just, um, I don't think I can do it full time. I don't think I can do it another year. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit why I took it. I took it because um, that the part time was just really not an option and I wanted to get a job. I really wanted to throw myself into this move. Um, because I know I don't do transitions well, and I think working helps me um, feel a lot better about the transition. So, yeah. So, like you said, finding that inspiration to keep, like, sort of keep a normal life and having a creative routine as part of that is really tough when you're in the middle of a big transition. And mm-hmm. um, so, mm-hmm. do you think that teaching has been part of what's helped you keep your creativity up, or did you have anywhere else that you looked for inspiration during this transition time? Yeah. Um, I, the problem that I have right now is I have so much that I want to write about and there's no, there's no time to do it. On the flip side, I realized how how much time I actually had when I was working part-time. I'm like, (laughs) I have more writing done. This is insane. Um, I, I am, and it's, it's not out yet and I don't know where it will go, but I, I, first of all, I know that writing for me is, at this stage in my life, an absolute necessity because it's a balm for me. It's a balm for me to be able to put a name and a picture and a setting and a story with the things that I'm experiencing, which is so much right now. There's I'm I'm feeling everything like happy joy, but sadness and and despair and overwhelming so much right now. So it's nice to be able to just take pull a little bit of that and make it into a story. Um, so, so that's, so that's one thing I know that I have to keep writing just because it's, it's, um, helping me so much. Um, when I do that, it's, 
Um, I don't even know when I do it. Um, I try to do it on the weekends. Um, this morning I woke up and tried to write for about two hours. And after this, I'll write for a little bit longer. Uh, Sunday, I'll write as much as I can. Monday through Friday, um, it's very difficult for, for me to pull myself out of the classroom. Um, so, you know, I'll try to do it, but um, there's just, it's, it's just takes everything in me to be in that classroom and to do what I need to do. So after I come home, the drive is like exhausting and then I'm just done by that point. <laughs> so it's hard. It's hard. It's definitely, um, and that also scares me a lot. You know, I've got things that I'm supposed to be working on that, you know, are just not getting done right now. So I'm trying to observe myself in this year. It's definitely a difficult year. Um, and instead of, um, thinking I'm just going to quit, I'm, I'm trying to say to myself, well, you know, let's just observe how you're acting in this and how you're feeling in this. And I'm just trying to grab at that. <laughs> no, I think it's a good strategy and it's, it is hard when you're, you know, working full time or, you know, being a mom full time, Ashley, like what you're doing at the moment with little itty bitty ones, just to, to have energy left at the end of the day for yourself or for your own project. I know like mm-hmm. when I get home from work at like six or six thirty at night, like the first thing on my mind is supper. I need food now. Sure. And then absolutely. I just want to like stop thinking. I just yep. want to stop thinking and talking yeah. to people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's definitely, that's definitely true. Um, one thing that I found is, and this is so silly. Um, well, two things. Um, if I know I'm going to write, Um, I don't go home because if I go home, I'm going to put my pajamas on (laughs) and sit in front of the TV. Um, So that's the first thing I, so I, like I said, when in our introduction, um, Ann Arbor has some wonderful coffee shops, great bookstores. So just um, being in that environment is sort of like a Pavlov's dog for me. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write where my pens, where's my paper. And so that is sort of a a place that I, um, that I, that helps me. The other thing is, um, I try very hard to after dinner not to sit down in front of the couch or in front of the TV, you know, on the couch. So like I'll clean the kitchen sink or something. And by that time, something about that movement brings a story about. And so I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, just, just a page. That's all you got to do. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. So I'm trying really hard to be patient with myself. I certainly don't have the space or the time that I used to. Um, that makes me very sad. But on the other hand, um, and my girls won't listen to this, but we're we're going to be able to take my girls to Disney World to Harry Potter Park over Christmas. And so what? I know we would be able to do that for if I hadn't have taken this job. And so I kind of think about that stuff like, well, you're you're using your gifts in a different way. And and that's great. So, you know, that that's that's um, that's what I'm trying. That's where I'm trying to, like, sit right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we promise not to spoil the surprise for yeah. the girls, but that's going to be an amazing Christmas vacation for you guys. That yeah, is we're exciting. excited about it. Yeah, yeah. We when we found out there was a Harry Potter world, we're like, well, we got to go. Yes, <laughs> and done. We are obsessed with Hogwarts and all that it comes, all that yeah. it comes with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know we were just there in April, and it is amazing. I know so, your blog post. I think that's what pushed me over the edge. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just make sure you go and get ice cream for breakfast at least once while you're there. Nice. You can oh, go absolutely. to Florian Fortescue's and eat ice cream and it's delicious. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Um, well, I know you are living in Ann Arbor and you're mm-hmm. working in Detroit. So that's a yeah. decent amount of commute, which I don't it think is. you've had before. So are you finding that you can use that time kind of productively or is it just kind of, like you said, sapping the energy out of you on the way home? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's tough. Um, yeah, I did have the, I did have it once when I was driving from South Bend to Goshen when we were in Indiana. I had exactly 45 minutes just like this one. And I did listen to books on tape. Um, right now I'm listening to a lot of NPR just because, mm-hmm. you know, of the time that we're living in. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying really high. Like, I, I love listening to StoryCorps and This American Life. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll listen to those things and, and try to just sit with my thoughts for a little while. Um, yeah, it's, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily a productive time. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's just what it's, it's just, it is what it is right now. Um, and, and I am trying to observe the world around me. So like when I get off of 94 and head into Detroit, I really look around at where I am and try to notice the beauty in, in what I'm doing. And even though it's, it's so hard, it's a really hard job. So, um, yeah, in that way, I think I'm just trying to jot down little things here and there. Once I get into work, I try to like fill up a page because that's really the only time that I have is to, you know, write as fast as I can little fragments of, of what I'm experiencing and what I'm feeling. Yeah. And do it before, you know, 30 middle schoolers walk into the classroom with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because once that happens, it's not, but I actually, I also try to just keep my notebook out and write those things down. I think I said in one of our earlier and our earlier thing is, um, you know, those stories, they're mine and I'll, I'll get to them. Um, and so I'm trying to just trust myself that, 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 that will happen. If I don't, I don't, but, um, I've written them down. I've always kept notebooks with little fragments. And when I was, um, actually when, you know, when, when Hanley and Harper were like zero and two, I just had this teeny tiny notebook that I took with me everywhere. And a lot of those things never got written right then, but they're getting written now. So that's, you know, that's kind of nice to just tell myself, well, you've done this before. You can do it again. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> it's not going to leave you. That's yeah. like so encouraging to hear as like my kids are zero and two right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I find myself doing that a lot where I'm like, I'm going to sit down and write a journal entry and I get like two yeah. sentences down, nope. maybe. Yep. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that you did go back and eventually write those stories and flesh that out or they triggered yeah. some other piece of writing because right now things just sort of feel hopeless. I'm like, why do I bother? <laughs> I know. I know. It's um, that was a that was a really, really hard time for me. And it, like I said, um, it didn't get better until we eventually just got a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's when that, that stuff would, but then by then I had this and I purposely bought this small notebook because if I bought a big one, I'm just going to feel miserable about myself. Cause right. you know, I'm just going to get two <laughs> lines written down if that with a bunch of scratch outs. So I just, yeah, I just bought this teeny tiny, I still have it, this teeny tiny uh, notebook and I have little, um, little jot, you know, things that they said that were hilarious or, even if things didn't go well, I would just write it down and just like try to capture the moment in some way. And then I go back to it and think, oh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I can write that story now. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. That that's a that's a that was really helpful for me. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like that like always having a notebook with you or some of the other things you've talked about like um you know being in that area with the bookstores or um yeah. not letting yourself sit down after dinner. Those are all things that are really kind of helping you keep up the creative habit. Um do you yeah. have any other tried and true rituals or practices that have been helping you focus on your creative work when the rest of life is kind of still in upheaval? Um, the one thing that I'm trying to do now that I've been trying to practice since probably the, the middle of September is just doing one thing at a time. Um, I think last year when we spoke, I was working on a, a huge project, but also doing these little, um, not little, but these essays for relief and for off the page. And, and I could manage that because I could say, this is when I'm going to map that out. But I cannot pull myself out of one piece of writing and go into another one. So now I'm, I'm, I'm trying very hard to just say, this is, this is all that you're doing. Um, and in that, that regards, um, so I'm, I'm trying to write a book. I, I have a contract with um, TS Poetry Press. And... Um, I'm struggling very hard with the arc. And so, and right now I think because I think that has something to do with um, the fact that um, everything right now is so brand new for me that I don't really see any themes or routines in my life. And so what I'm trying to do with this book is just look at a teeny tiny thing and make a story from it and then just see where it goes. And my editor who is just lovely said, that's what I want you to do. Just spin your yarns give me 12 or 15 of them and we're going to see what we have from there, which is really nice. I don't have to say like, I don't have an elevator pitch for this book at all. I'm just, um, I'm going to write stories and then we're going to see what happens with them <laughs> and maybe there will be a theme there. So if, if, so what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do with my life is I'm saying just put one foot in front of the other and write the little, little things that grab your attention and see what, see what happens. Um, I also say, you don't have to write, but you can't do anything else. So I'll, I'll sit at where I'm, <laughs> wherever I'm sitting and, and my phone gets put away. I don't bring my computer. I just bring my notebooks and a book. And, um, I, I tell myself, you don't have to write, you just, but you can't get up. You can't go anywhere else. <laughs> you have to sit here for at least an hour and, and see what happens. So yeah. that's the and other you'll thing. You'll either be that person writing in the coffee shop or that creepy right. person doing nothing. Exactly. In the coffee yeah. Shop. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm, I'm like, don't rock back and forth, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. The different, like I have this little desk area in our house now and I was writing this morning and I caught myself sort of like writing back and forth, you know, rocking back and forth. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm not in public. But you know, when the writing is going, and you're really getting into it, you just sort of like, you got to do something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, it's funny. It's... <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, it sounds like you are living a very full life at the moment. So what is what is next? I mean, you're going to continue teaching, you're going to continue writing when you can. Are there any other kind of big moves or anything on the horizon? Or are you kind of just putting the work in and doing the time? Right now, I'm putting the work in. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a hard year. It's the, the, I love where we're living. I love our little house. We've never lived in a house before. So this is, this is wonderful. I love our backyard. I'm trying very hard to be in Ann Arbor as much as I can. Um, and you know, not stay at work too late. Um, 
So I think what I'm trying to do, and I told Jesse this a couple weeks ago, that I'm going to work really hard at this and I'm going to do a really good job and I'm not going to do it anymore. (laughs) So that's sort of the, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, February, March, that I can start um, looking around for something a little bit more part-time so that I can go back to balancing that. But for now, what I'm trying to do is look at this as a gift and um, just do the best that I can with this gift that I have because um, I know I'm doing important work and I love these students. Um, so that's what I, that's, you know, that's about as much as I can do right now is work for them as hard as I can, give them the best year that I can give them and, um, and then look for something else. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a pretty good strategy, you know, just showing up and realizing that this is a season that's maybe a little busier and not as ideal yeah. as it could be, but you know, things just keep changing every couple of months. And it's hard to remember that sometimes when you're in the middle of something, but it'll pass and you'll be on to the next thing before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying really hard to, um, you know, not, Oh, I don't know how to say it. Like, um, you know, not, not get too overwhelmed and not be too defined by everything. Um, I, this is, this is, yeah, it's a definitely hard, hard time in my life, but it's, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of glimmer in, in my day. So that's, I'm trying to hang on to those. (laughs) I love that. You're such a writer, even when you're speaking, that was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your full, full schedule to come back and speak with us again. We were super excited to have you, Cal. Thank you for for having me, and thank you for taking time out of your days, because I know you guys are both really busy, too. It's nice to talk with you. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. In a perfect world, someday we will get together and have coffee yeah, and read in books like, well, and write we're real person life. Now, so, mm-hmm. you know, it'll, it'll happen soon, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> I think there's some kind of rendezvous in Chicago that's going to have to happen in the next year. Yeah, yes. yeah, we, absolutely. I can make absolutely. it to Chicago. <laughs> that's a doable drive. Oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need an excuse at all. I, I, you let me know and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll let you go, Callie, and thank all you right, so much thanks. for joining us. Thank you. You guys have a good evening. Don't forget that you can follow along with Callie's writing journey at CallieFyan.com. And you can also connect with her on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as Callie Fyan. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Creative podcast. If you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to stop by ChasingCreative.com to check out the show notes, catch up on past episodes, and subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you leave us a review on iTunes. You can also join in the creative conversation by tweeting to us at Abigail E. Creeps or at Brooks Editorial or by using the hashtag Chasing Creative on Twitter and Instagram. If there's a guest you'd love to hear from on the podcast or if you have any feedback for us, drop us a line at ChasingCreativePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go chase your creative.